What is up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Beers And. Today, we're going to be talking about Beers And Keys. Little light, little light ending. Little light, yeah, because little you light know, on the key. Gonna unlock the happiness. Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna strike the right note for this one. Oh, we're gonna unlock the happiness. Oh, well, that's better. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Let's, let's start over. What's up, everyone? Welcome back. My name is Alex, and this is Nick. Nick. I'm feeling great, Alex. I don't know about you, but I am very proud of, of my happiness comment. That was nice. This is going to work out very well. That was nice. If you're listening and not watching, go to YouTube, and you can follow us and subscribe and uh, hit that little notification button so you get all the videos upcoming. Yeah. Or Zen Podcast. And if you are listening to us, uh, make sure that you have also subscribed. and uh, Definitely you know. on Instagram, Beers and Podcast as well, or Twitter at Beers and One. Yep. Let's get into the fun stuff. We've got a good, we've got a, we've got a big old, we got a meaty can this, here today. This is our first crowler. Uh, no, second it's crowler. Second crowler. What second. Was our, oh, the blueberry. Uh, black, blackberry. Bla, blackberry, blueberry? The blossom. Blackberry blossom? It was blackberry. Fox and hair, right? Correct. Yes. So this is our second. Second crowler. crowler. This is, um, this is from Conclave Brewing. Um, this is called uh, Skullflower. It's an IPA. Nice. Uh, 6% ABV. I love that name. It is. So do I. Actually, in the the logo that they've got on their website, beautiful. Um, so it is a uh, dry hopped IPA with uh, Citra and Sabro. Nice. Uh, creating hints of candy peach rings, tangerine, nectarine with a coconut creamy sherbet background. Ooh, so stone fruit. Yes. Uh, from, and they are, uh, again, they, they brew. Ooh. What am I doing? I think here? it's Raritan Township. They are brewing out of Raritan Township. That's awesome. Yes, um, sir. So I've never had Conclave before, but from what I know of them, I believe they're, I don't know about upper echelon, but they're a higher class, higher quality craft beer. It, uh, again, from going on their website and whatnot, it was very clean. There weren't nice. a lot of like, you know, punny jokes or okay. anything like that. It it does seem like it is a, a more... Uh, a refined, refined brewery. That's the word I would use. A, re- a refined brewery. So, as I, <laughs> that's right. one word I have so much trouble saying, and that's a real shame because I say it a lot. Yeah, right. I know it's a rough one. Brewery, <laughs> not my favorite. Brewery. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so yeah, so really excited to try the Conclave. Uh, really excited to talk about keys. Yeah, this is this turned out to be a very, a surprisingly fun yeah topic for me. Yeah, there was. Uh, at first, when I said it, I was like, oh, keys, yeah. Like, that sounds great. And then I started doing research. Like, you know, I called you. Yeah. And I was like, damn, keys. Oh, and I was like, I, I was like, yeah, this was actually one of the greatest ones for me, considering I was like, oh my God, there's an, you can literally go anywhere. If I don't hear about Francis Scott Key today, I'm going to be upset. <gasps> oh, God. Even through my brain of going <laughs> through, like, who has. That's Who's not called? one that you thought. Oh, oh we're gonna, shit. We're, gonna, we're both going to have to party foul that next oh, episode. Oh, shit. That's okay. Oh, say, That's okay. can you see? Still can't believe. Like, why? The Star Spangled Banner. Okay, like, I get it. But, like, throw your name in there. My sixth grade, my sixth grade teacher, uh, Mr. Reynolds, had turned around and told us like well, I don't remember how it came up in conversation. He was like, honestly, the Star Spangled Banner. He was like, the verse that we use, it's such a boring, terrible. It really verse. is. He had us then listen to or read like the lyrics. Then there of, were like four or five other verses, right? Correct. And yeah. there's a there, I believe, is another one, uh, if not multiple, that is significantly like better yeah, if much, you will much more embellished i would yeah. say yeah and he was like this one's like Meh. yep Meh. Meh. i still think it's <laughs> it oh, definitely it's is a, blah, blah, blah. Oh, God. Yeah, it's, all right it's i mean it's okay for you know like if you want to just sound boring i like some of the other ones a lot more i'm a big old canada fan i, I oh, gotta tell Canada. you i freaking love old canada I love Italy's just because of the fact is that it's the same thing over and over, oh, but just I don't think faster I in one. Oh, that's great. Like, I like second that. half. Uh, yeah. And it's basically, yeah. 
the whole idea of like at the end, it's basically it turns around and says like, I will kill myself in defense of Italy. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, I like we're ready to die. I appreciate the patriotism the, yep, is one of the lyrics. Yep. Okay. Wow. Yeah. It's great. All right. We need to, you know what? That's going to be an episode. Anthems. Anthems. Yes. That's a and good one. we will open with. That's a great one. Good Charlotte. Um, and there's no other one that I'd rather. No, this no. is the anthem. Put all your hands up. Y'all got the feeling. Sing if you're with me. You. Oh, whoa. <laughs> they want to be just like, okay, we're done. Good Lord. Question of the day. Have you seen fight club? I, I know the answer to this. I feel yes. like, okay, this is the real question. Would you be opposed to Tyler Durden's plan? Refresh. You're, you're okay. Refresh. So you're, you're a young Ed Norton. Okay. Meeting a young Brad Pitt, who just <laughs> spoiler alert turns out to be your right. Your alter ego. Your alter ego. Right. So Tyler Durden's plan was to um, blow up the credit card buildings so that the the records of the credit cards would be lost. Right. Essentially, everyone's debt uh, debt reset to zero. Would I do it? Would you be into it? The ends justifying the means is so difficult because because it's it's actually brilliant. It's brilliant. Well, it it was brilliant in 1999, I think, when Fight Club came right. out. Nowadays, right. what with the cloud and all that kind of that's good fair. stuff. Um, oh, that's a that's it's a really difficult question because it's like a genuinely morally, you know, it's wrong. Yeah, but also but ethically. It's still wrong, but you help people. So it's funny that you asked this because of what it made me think of. Um, so to answer your question, I, I, I'm still going to say no. Okay. I'm still going to say no. It pains me. You know the socialist that I am and how I, I you know, fuck big corporations right, and right. fuck big banks. Um, but I was like, shake my fist in fury. That's for you, J.P. Morgan. I wish I had something jungly um, on my fist. I, it's, 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 now it's getting, now I'm getting a little it too adds, into it. It adds the effect. Um, but again, you know, based on the idea of like destruction of property to such a degree. Yeah, like, it's you know, the extreme. Yeah, that I'm going to say no. But I had read, uh, this is going back maybe with the, at least, I'm going to say in the past three years. If I'm not mistaken, what wound up happening was that Visa, the the company Visa, uh, specifically, I believe it was Chase Visa, Chase Bank, if I'm not mistaken, stopped operating in Canada for one reason or another. I don't remember what it was. Okay. You know. But what they did was they erased all of the Chase Visa card credit card debt for all of those individuals wow. that were holders in Canada. I had no idea this happened. I, I And I'm almost positive again. I feel like I remember reading it in the Times or in the Washington Post or like some, you know, someplace reputable. Right. And I remember thinking to myself, those motherfuckers. Yeah, like if it was that those, easy to just it erase it. that fucking easy how dare you right how dare you that stuff so i say we blow up the bankers houses that i'm okay with I you mean, can rebuild it i not they'll be on vacation they'll be away right i don't right. want anybody to get hurt right we'll we'll coordinate all these things yeah okay. yeah yeah we have oh, the resources I, I don't know why i really did have a was get, very get into that one I was very torn by your question, but then when I got to the idea of blowing up bankers' houses, it, there was no right, question. Right back it in. was a hard yes. Sometimes it just takes a little while. Like, you know, you got to like plant the seed. Man. Wow. Inception. That got visceral. Yeah. Anyway. I so, regret nothing. That was a good one. Thank I would, you. I good would say question. even though it's, uh, that'd be, man, that's a tough thing to do. I, really I, would, I would be super tempted but i don't know if i could ever actually go through with it and i would say probably just for the fact that i, I wouldn't want anyone to get hurt especially an innocent bystander you know like 
we thought the building was empty. Right. And there was an after hours meeting that lasted too long and a whole boardroom, you know, like. And you know what I think? And, and the other part that's just hitting me in the moment as well is the what's going on or the building is more than just what's like going on, you know, uh, by the business itself. Like sure. there, are fo- there are cleaning folks who like rely on having to clean that building for a job and that's security, you know, and IT and, you know, folks that are not directly involved with the credit card debt. So I feel like right. taking those jobs away and, and livelihoods potentially. That would be really short-sighted. Again, reinforcing, again, the socialist in me because I'm genuinely <laughs> concerned for the people that have to clean. Right, right. But fuck the bankers. But also like, yeah, you know what? We should just <laughs> oh, stop right there. God. Let's let's get back to the beer scene. Yeah, let's, 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 let's dive on in. Yes. This is going to be interesting. Uh, by the way, this again... Did come from this is another uh, Nicole Fortier uh, purchase. Thanks, Nicole. I also know I'm going to acknowledge to the uh, to the family that I keep saying Fortier, and that's because of the fact is that it's uh, French. Well, and nobody in the family consistently says either Fortier or Fortier, so I'm just going with Fortier because that's how Mare Bear says it. That's fair. So if you've got a problem, what, we'll take it. What up Mare Bear on. says goes. Preach, Doctor Mom. Yeah, she knows best. If you're listening, we love you. Love you. You know I'm officiating their one daughter's wedding, correct? You are? In fact, I am. I am the minister, Nicholas Messina. Wow, that's that's a new title for you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I'm very happy about it. I didn't know you were ordained. Uh, yeah. Do you know what it takes in the state of New Jersey? Not much, I feel like. Why? <laughs> wow. What was I wrong? Listen, you don't want to run. Thank you. You're welcome. If I have to go and have a conversation with God right now... <laughs> Let me tell you, because I get a, I, I get a direct, I've got a direct line. Direct line. Direct line. I'm sure. right, patched right on in. Much like the dugouts in the, uh, <laughs> in baseball. Exactly. Direct line. Exactly. They'll come get you. This is a beautiful color This, here. I could smell the mm-hmm. citra. It is, it is hip hoppy. And I actually, I can also smell the peach. I, I did a little bit more of a poor job pouring mine, but, uh. Interesting. There's still, there's still like a ton of beer in here, by the way. Yeah, I've got, I've got it. We've got a. If I get to it, I get to it. By the way, Nicole, apologies in advance. A preemptive apology, if anything, for the uh, disastrous scene that awaits at your place. No, but you know what? Your uh, your lovely uh, husband will probably clean it for you. It'll be fine. Sure, be fine. As the first wife, I can't leave my second wife with that kind of with that kind of uh, uh, cleanup. That's fair. Yeah, I won't do it to you. So I did a terrible job pouring this, like I said. You kind of poured out of the side of the can is what I saw. You know, you know what it was? Is that when I cracked it, it was quite literally overflowing out of the... It is. Over the top. The the, the cuppeth quite literally overflow. overfloweth. Yeah. I'm going to actually try the uh, the nose grease trick. Oh, that's right. What was that? Oh, no, no. Oh, you mean with the, yeah. the, the beer foam? Yeah. Oh, I say just go for it. Actually, you know, I read somewhere that you're supposed to sip through the head of the yeah. beer. Because it gives you more, I guess, aromatics. Yeah, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that the foam is what is going to also go ahead and keep in a little bit of that flavor and whatnot. Cheers. That was interesting. Ooh, yummy, yummy, yummy. Mm. I like that a lot. Oh, interesting. I like that quite a bit. Wow, that's really smooth. That candied peach at the very, very end. This, This does not taste like an IPA. A little bit, actually. The, you know what? Very, now I'm getting very it. tiny. Now I'm getting it. Very, very tiny oh. in the beginning, I think. But then all these other delicious, delicious flavors really <coughs> come together nicely. Wrong pipe. It's not your beer. It's not your beer, Conclave. Well, that's worry. that's very good. Right? Conclave, hey. I am We're genuinely sorry. surprised. Because you know what was yeah, also really, really throwing me off in, in the description was the addition or the way that they put, I believe, um, even on their page, had noted the the background. It's not coconut, comma, creamy strawberry background. It's oh. coconut slash, meaning that it could be almost like perceived as one or the I, other. I'm getting that. And I do too. Because I get like, uh, after I swallow and like let it chill for a second, I get a strawberry note in the back. Oh, yeah, the creamy, uh, yeah, the sherbet. Yeah, the creamy sherbet. Yeah, I, I get that strawberry, but, it's, was, but it's not totally strawberry. No, because it's got a little bit of that, coke, uh, that coconut makes it a little milky, I think. 
I don't know. I'm very impressed I'm, by it, though. Uh, this is... Wow. It's a good... It's a good thing. Whoa. It's a good thing. I'm going to go real early on this. This is a 4.3 for me. Wow. This you, is, I think, a delicious... I might even be higher than you. Really? I'm good right now. I'm going okay. to make my way on, on through my first... I might even be higher than you. Really? Yeah, wow. This is really good. It's surprising. I don't think I was expecting it. The candied peach flavor like peach rings it's such it's a distinct there. distinct flavor but then it gets immediately backed up by the tangerine correct yep and you know and, it's, and it they play very well and together. that the tangerine naturally again just being a little bit more sour than like that that you know than an orange flavor so i think it all comes together very, very nicely. I am genuinely impressed. The tangerine I might even have to go higher on this. Realistically, this is really three. good. The tangerine Delicious. comes in and like almost takes away from some of the sweetness of the peach, but in a good way. And then it finishes very, very dry and clean. Just gonna say, it's, it's almost like it it moves like it moves through your palate as you're drinking it. Well, because then nectarine is such a smoother, lighter flavor. So I think you're right. right. The the tangerine acting as almost like a, an adjunct between the candied peach rings, the nectarine, and then oh, that yeah. finish. Because right before the bitter finish, there's nectarine. Mm-hmm. Wow. This, I am, I'm going to go higher. I'm going to go, go more of like a, a four, four, five. Yeah, that's probably yeah. where I, yeah, I was there. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Same, four, four, five. Perfect. Whoa. Yeah, nice. I am like sincerely impressed. Nicole, great Spot choice. On. Really great choice. Spot on. And now we know Conclave is legit. They're living up to, from the very first thing we discussed about the brewery, they are, this is a very sophisticated, sophisticated beer. Wow. Gotta, well done. Gotta find some conclave. Well, well done. That was awesome. Wow. It still is awesome. Good for us. Wow. It's good to be us. Right now it is. Amen. I'm very excited to hang out later. You know, like, we did last time. Right. We, we did an episode and then, you know, we hung out, but like, we didn't, like, okay, we're, well, let's get into it a little bit. So my, if you listened to the last episode, my fiance went away for the weekend on a bachelorette party. Um, Nick's Nick is also away for the weekend. Yep, Nancy's in Florida. Um, Danny's wife, Nicole, thank you for the beer, is also away. This is how we all weekend. get robbed. Oh, no, this will go out later. We'll, this is, this will <laughs> we'll go be right. home. We'll, already, we'll, we'll be, be home. home. It's yeah. okay. Don't, don't, don't rob us. So, so, you know, I texted the group and like, hey, everyone want to get together? Uh, yeah. I said, let's make it a retro night. Oh, what's that? Well, I mean, for us anyway, it's like N64 or video games, drinking games, and just like hanging around, shooting the shit like we are now, but I just in a bigger wait. group. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bad mom smoke all night. <laughs> for those of you that don't know Accurate. what bad smoke is, bad smoke mom, bad smoke mom is, is mom that stands with the sliding back door just pretty like, much just opened right, and half out. Yep. Pretty much centered right in the middle of your of your chest, right in <laughs> your clavicle, and you've got one hand extended as far as it can outside, and that's what's holding your, I guess if you're a suburban bad mom smoker, a misty 120 perhaps. Sounds, I've never heard of that. That sounds terrible. Oh, they're they're slim for the feminine hand. Oh, okay. Fancy. Um oh yeah, that's that's what I'm in for tonight. That's gonna be the key to a good night. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'll be along this, for the ride, I guess. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this back on track. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. We were talking about keys. Keys. I loved this subject. So many kinds of keys. Significantly more than I thought I was going there to. There are so many kinds of keys. Should we, shall I start traditional or perhaps expected? Sure. But first, how about let's say some of the things, some of the ones we missed. Oh. So like we said, Francis Scott Key, right? Francis Scott Key. How about WEP Key? Like on the back of oh, the a Wi-Fi. Web key? Yeah. Oh, that's another good one. Yep. I didn't get into um oh no, did I? I didn't get into musical keys. Okay. Which was another one. Oh, that's actually a good one too yeah. that we didn't do. Didn't get into that oh, one. Oh, that would have been a fun one. But that also would have took me down a huge hole. And then I probably wouldn't be here because I'd be a musician because I would have learned how to read music. Beautiful. So, so maybe so maybe in, next episode. So instead we went other ways. Right. I began, well, it's not what I began with, but I'll go a little traditional. So the, the, the computer keyboard, did you go through the computer keyboard at all? I did not, actually. So the layout, as we know it, it has 
changed over time uh, and usually with like technological advancements, all right, more than anything else. So it wasn't always QWERTY. Correct. It was not. So in fact, QWERTY realistically came about uh, in 1874. Oh, a long time ago. Oh, yeah. So it, because of the fact is there was the Remington number one. It was a typewriter. It was the first commercially successful typewriter uh, that was uh, put out by Scholes and Glidden uh, in 1874. And they're the ones that introduced the QWERTY layout. Interesting. Uh, so initially, the idea for QWERTY, uh, and for those that are not familiar, I guess we should, uh, the top row of letters on your keyboard, Q-W-E-R-T-Y. Right. So initially, it was thought that the layout was like that, so that uh, like short common words, you wouldn't jam the typewriter. But that turned out not to be the case. And uh, it was actually uh, based on the Hughes-Phelps printing telegraph machine which had its letters um attached to um like a piano keyboard essentially okay so the qwerty layout then was solidified um with the remington number two which came out the next year i believe the revolver just kidding oh okay i think that's a a bigger gun but yes this (laughs) and because the fact is that they added the shift key, which was the first time that you can write or you could type, excuse me, in both uppercase and lowercase. Interesting. So despite the fact that like we all know QWERTY as a result, apparently it's not the most efficient way for us to type, but it's standard at this point. Oh. So more words in the English language can be typed with only the one hand, with your left hand. Yeah. In fact, it's like thousands There's so many. of words. Yep as opposed to words that can only be typed with your right hand, and the numbers are, like, roughly in the hundreds. I can think of one. I'm, look. Oh, yeah. Look at that one. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, well done. That's it. That's, that's, I was going to say, now I'm, like, searching for it at this point. Toll. Nope. No. Easier. Anyway. So... That's as far as I got with that, just because of the fact is that, again, it was such a rabbit hole then to where, you know, you go to... What keyboard is efficient? What other keyboards were used before this? Well, and there are, in certain cases, there are, um, you know, plenty of keyboards. There's the Arabic keyboard. There's the, uh, you know, Mandarin and Cantonese. There's even different, slightly different variations in Europe, um, depending upon the language there. So, like, Spanish ones will actually have... Um, I believe it's shift and enter translated then into Spanish, but not all of the countries like Italy doesn't have it in Italian. Oh. France doesn't have it in, in, in French. Yeah. It's a whole, it's a whole big weird. thing. Yeah, it really is weird. a little strange. Huh? Okay. Um, that That's awesome. I, you know, took it for granted because I thought about it and then searched it. And then I was like, Nah, we just did computers. I was like, we just did computers. And it's funny because when you suggested keys as well, I was like, did he have computer and keys, computer keys all put together? No. Oh, no? Nope. Okay. I was thinking like physical key. Oh, okay. Which I did, I did not do anything on because- <laughs> Neither like, did I. Who cares? We, like, we've been using them all lives. Neither did I. I'm not going to go into explaining like how each one is affixed at a certain height and how you know you push it into a lock. And all the things slide up, and that's how a door opens. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. We're, we're not, not going to do it. Today. See, that what he just did is not what we're going to do. Right, but you know what we're going to do? How about a key to the city? Oh, yeah. You know what's funny is that so when I spoke with, uh, when I spoke with Nick earlier, uh, he had mentioned this. He was like, oh, what about like the idea of key to the city? That's a good one. Nick and I. There you go. Yep. So this was a medieval practice. Oh. Yeah, so it's been around for much longer than we would have thought. Or I thought, anyway. I don't know if you just saw, but the the light bulb went off in my head. It did. I think, and I think you're about to you're going to realize what I'm about to yeah, say no, next. Yeah. So uh, this was meant to confer trust and honor between a guest in a city and the city itself, because oh, it was specifically for a guest. Yes. So back then, cities were walled off with a gate. Mm-hmm. So at nighttime, when the cities were locked. If it was a guest who was who's either earned the trust of the city or you know someone who's, who frequents there, 
they were given a key to the city, like an actual huh. key to the city. Huh. That is how it started. It was a legitimate key. Interesting. So it, it could have been a friend of city residents or just someone, you know, trusted by whoever was in charge. Yeah. So although modernly it's figurative, um, I'm sorry, it, it is figurative modernly. Um, by the 1800s, it become customary that a city key be given away to extinguished guests. Oh. So this has gone on for, you know, it never stopped. I love this idea so much. I, I know. I don't have a date, um, but as of this article I found on brown.edu, which was weird, it didn't even have like an updated date, hmm. which I found interesting for Brown especially. Yeah. Um, Mayor Bloomberg has given away some 30 keys to the city of New York or had given away 30 keys to the city of New York at the time of this article. Yeah. Could be more, could, you know, I don't, I don't really know, but notably Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. The Dalai Lama and Nelson Mandela, who that was his second key. But he lose the first one. Well, I don't, it doesn't say, I don't know if it's his second key to Manhattan or is it his second key to to another, right. Or to another, you know, does he have a key to another city? Oh, 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 okay. I, I don't know if it saying. was his second Manhattan key or was it, you know, like, has he been given a key to like Tallahassee? You know, what's kind of interesting in, in just in you saying that. So I'm assuming then that 30 impl- or it implies that 30 is a lot. Yes. I think that I was always under the assumption that this was a significantly more common practice it's maybe i think television always seems to like show it unlike tv shows so like right people maybe that's what it is people get it blue maybe maybe it's that bloomberg has the single most or you know has one of the higher ones but it seems like this is a this is something for esteemed guests now yeah or people of of people who are very very highly great, noted or touted yeah like great great prominence. great people right huh um, that's fun and then this was just the last fact i found on this page Ironically enough, Saddam Hussein was given the key to Detroit in 1980. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, if if Detroit wasn't Baghdad before Baghdad was Baghdad, <laughs> fair enough. Is is that a um, is that a Family Guy episode or an American Dad episode where it's uh, I think it is Saddam Hussein, and he's like working at the CIA, but he just has his beard shaved, and like nobody knows it's him. Oh, I don't know. Oh, you haven't seen this? Maybe oh, I, I probably. I, gotta find I mean, it. there's no way that I haven't. I've seen every episode, but it's I, it's definitely one of those You're two. You're gonna it have to show it. That's oh, yeah. hilarious. Yeah. and it's just like him, and it's like, hey, Ron, how's it going? And it, you know, it like you can't see his face, and he's totally shaved. Oh, that. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. genius. Yep. Because for those of our younger listeners or younger viewers, <laughs> we. Used to support him. That's what we do. Yeah. There's this whole conspiracy in, on that too. Like that he actually was a CIA agent in the, in this time, like the eighties. Oh, well he, he was very close friends with, um, or close friends, but um, yeah, I mean, he was, had very close connections with like us government officials. And in particular, um, George Bush senior, who before becoming vice president was head of the CIA. That's true, but I didn't know he was. He had ties with. Oh, there's a photo. There's like a photo of them together. Oh, because interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because we used to support Saddam. History. Anyway, history, folks. It's very important. Would you like me to uh, take us to piano keys? Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay, go ahead. This is a fun one for me. Tickle my, tickle the ivories. Tickle, tickle, tickle the ivories. So this is actually personal to me because I grew up. Like Nick said, he grew up with a computer in his house. I, I did as well. I also grew up with a keyboard in my house because my mom played light keyboard. Oh. Like, you know, couldn't really sight read. Yeah. But could read the music and then play it. That's funny as hell. My my dad did, too. Really? Like, when we were very young, had, like, bought a keyboard because he was like, oh, I'm going to play a keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. My mom was actually pretty decent. She would play, like, church psalms. Oh, oh those are nice. And that's actually too. what I originally boom, had learned. Boom, boom, right. boom, boom. So that's I think that's seven nation army. Say, I don't know why I made it like that. It's... So even when I was younger, you know, I had seen her play, and I talk about it all the time. The Legend of Zelda is one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. So the first one was the Ocarina of Time, and in the game you could play the Ocarina, and even though they weren't actual music notes, they were like controller buttons. There was a musical staff on in the game, 
So I would translate it because I knew from my mom how to how to oh. read the sheet and translate it from the game and then play it on my little keyboard. That's awesome. Yeah. So oh, shit. so like even in like I remembered that while I was writing this. And I was like, oh wow, even when I was little, like a little little bit of musical talent. There you go. Don't know where I got it from. No one else has any. But I got it. So anyway, piano keys. Yeah. Right? You mentioned that they were made of ivory, mm-hmm. but they're mostly made of wood. Oh. So actually the the white and the black keys. Uh the white keys are the black keys are either ebony or another hardwood that's stained black. Okay. And then the white keys are basewood. Uh, I have it in here. I'm going to find it. Ivory. But only the top piece of the white key is either a hard plastic or ivory. There's oh. only a, a tiny, tiny little thin piece at the top. Oh, and I got to assume at this point in time, it's almost all plastic. Probably. Yeah, considering yeah, I don't think you're I, allowed to, right. to produce stuff with ivory anymore. Exactly. Huh. So there are 88 keys on a standard piano. Right. 88 keys. Grand piano. Standard keyboard has 61. Hmm. So not a... Uh, you know, like a synthesizer, I guess, but like a... Or, yeah, like or, a full-on Casio. Yes, exactly. Yes. Okay. So on the 88 keys, there are 52 white and 36 black. On the 61, 36 and 25. Okay. So across the 88 keys, we have, uh, I believe it is seven octaves. Seven or 11 octaves? Hmm. Why is it not here? 11 sounds right. I th- it, it does because it rounds off. Yeah, but it's not true because there's actually extra notes on the lower end of the piano. So there are seven. Hmm. It's in here. Okay. It's just not where I want it to be. Lower end synthesizers, so like the smaller ones. Yeah. Probably like the one I had when I was a kid can come in as little as twenty five keys. Hmm. And typically, most home use keyboards are either twenty nine keys, sixty one keys, or actually, I was surprised to hear the seventy six keys oh, because that's kind of bigger so than a standard. Keyboard. Interesting. Like yeah, why there would be such a variation? Right. So, like I said, typically they're made of wood. Oh, here we go. Uh, spruce or base wood oh. for the white keys. What the hell is base wood? Um, I don't, I'm not sure. Never heard that. Just deep wood. Sounds like the most musical wood there is, though. It does. If I had to guess. Yes, of course. There, there's always the piccolo pine. Let's not forget about Ooh, that. Yeah. I didn't even know. Not, just, not a thing. You son of a not bitch. Not a thing. Sorry. The oboe you oak. You shouldn't have even said anything I, because I, you had me hook, line, and sink. Damn it. Dude. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. On to my next page. Uh, so I was actually correct. There are um, seven octaves mm. with a couple of extra notes below the low C. Okay. Yeah. And probably on the high C too. Same thing. Um, I didn't realize this, but there are seven white keys and five black keys in in an octave. Oh, I didn't know that that's the way it broke down. Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. And then I found something very interesting, which I think makes learning how to play piano very easily. So, you know, on the piano, the key, the black keys very specifically are spaced out in twos and threes. Correct. Right? Okay. Two, it's referred to as chopsticks. Right. And I'll tell you why in a second. And the three is referred to as a fork, which is really easy because forks have three prongs and chopsticks are only two. Right. But the white key directly on the left of the black key that starts the chopsticks yeah. is a C. And the one that starts the fork is an F. I love the way it just managed to, to work, work out, out that way. Yep. I know. Huh. It's genius. That's beautiful. Yeah. Whoever thought that up is a genius. So I think that makes it very easy. And um, I wanted to highlight a couple of piano pieces that I really love that I think are like monumental in the way they were written. Do you know Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata? Yes. Oh my goodness. It's like a 15 minute long piece of piano and it is beautiful if i'm not mistaken that was one of his last pieces i think you're right and that was at the point when he was going deaf correct yeah yeah it's insane hey man you know what like just like i could probably blindfold you and you could roll a cigarette that's if if you heard those notes a million times a day for your entire life, you could hear them in your sleep. And if I'm not mistaken, as well, didn't he know it by the vibration? Uh, was like part I've of never like, heard that, but I would believe it. I thought it also had to do a little bit with the fact is that like he knew the vibration, the vibration of, of the key. Yes, that's probably true because if you pound him enough, you you could definitely tell. Absolutely, come on, yeah. we all know. You know, when you drive your car, I was thinking about it recently because I thought something was up with my car, and I was mm-hmm. like, if I took this to a you know 
if I brought it in, they would take it around the block and go, no, nothing's wrong. And I thought about it and I was like, it's because I'm in this car every day. Right. I know the way it's supposed to run all the time. So right. I got to assume it's the same sort of thing. Yep. And that was a tangent and a half. No, but, you're you right. I, no, I got you. <laughs> yeah. You, you need to know your instrument. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. By the way, getting a ton more coconut out of this now. As it's gone by. Yeah. It's gotten warmer. Much less strawberry, much more coconut. I like it. Yeah. Me too. This is a great pick. Moving from, again, very sm like seamlessly. Oh, nice. From piano keys, I obviously had to go ahead and look up Alicia Keys. Love it. Didn't Planet Folks. Phenomenal performer. <laughs> Phenomenal. Phenomenal performer. Uh, so she was born, actually, Alicia Aguello Cook. All right. Um, and she is a classically trained pianist. Definitely. I did not know this part, however is that she began composing her own songs at 12 and was first signed to Columbia Records at 15. Wow, I knew it was young. Like, I knew she was young when she, like, really broke out, but I didn't realize she was that young when she got signed. I didn't either. And, it's uh, incredible. So she was, uh, you know, growing up, or she grew up, you know, uh, like, in Hell's Kitchen, if right. anything. Um, growing up, again, through the, you know, 80s, early 90s, it was, you know, when the city was still a particularly like rough place. So mm -hmm. like, you know, her mother really kind of uh, encouraged her to stay focused on, you know, arts and whatnot, in particular piano. And it clearly paid off because hmm. uh, at the end of it all, uh, she has sold nearly 90 million records, making her one of the That's best crazy. selling artists of all time. And she deserves it. A hundred percent. She's got 15 Grammy wins, 17 NAACP awards, 12 ASCAP awards. She's ranked uh, as she comes in at number 10 on the top 50 rap and R&B artists of the past 25 years. And twice she was listed on Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People Wow! in 2005 and in 2017. That is no small feat. No. Not any of those. She is still, she is still, I believe, you know, just for, for reference and, you know, Age is all like relative and, and, and the whole nine yards, but like someone like that, she is, I believe at this point in her forties, barely, right? She's, She's not that much older than we if are. If I remember correctly, uh, January 28th, uh, 1981. Oh, so she's only, she yeah, I thought about just, 10 years older yeah, than us. She's about 42, 43 years old then. So like what a, she what has a, so much more to do. She has, uh, emerged as well as like an activist and a philanthropist. Yes. Uh, she is the co-founder and ambassador for Keep a Child Alive, which is an HIV AIDS nonprofit uh, focusing on fam families in Africa and in India um, and works for a number of different uh, uh, charitable organizations. She's married. She keeps, she's got a, she tries to keep her private life just that private. It's great. Um, so she is married to Swiss Beats, who is oh, really? a producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. Um, and again, they've been married at this point for just about twelve-ish mm, years, and nobody knows. Nope. They got two kids too, and nobody knows. And I wrote this down, and this was this was part of it. So, and and not to put us on a different track by any means, but Alicia Keys is part of my nine eleven ritual. Ritual, okay. I don't, you know, we grew up in the area. It happened. It was a thing. Mm -hmm. Things happened afterwards. Mm -hmm. You know, nine eleven is a day. But I've got one tradition or ritual for myself. Empire State of Mind Part 2 Broken Down. The version that she sings, I'm allowed to play it once. I'm allowed to weep. And then I go about my day. That, Swear to God, okay. that is the only thing I I don't I think do. I've ever heard that. Oh, the, uh, the version. The, no. Oh, you absolutely oh, I'm sure have. I'm going to love it. Yeah. that's She changes a lot of the Jay-Z lyrics to uh, be a little bit like softer and whatnot. And she had said, she was like, we did, you know, Empire State of Mind together. And she said, she was like, I just wanted to see what it might feel like if I had been the one that was like singing majority of the lyrics. Right. And that's what she came up with. So that's something's cool. changed. Uh, she's again, highlights if anything, she is a, an extraordinarily talented, talented, talented artist. She's a phenomenal pianist. Mm. Like incredible. Yeah. Mm. And you mm. know, also like, and we, we were witness to this together, 
because I've vividly and not her. But, I was gonna say um, when, La- when, Lady Gaga. Year, oh, years Stephanie ago, Jeremiah. I don't, I don't know if yeah. you know what I'm about I, to I say. I know exactly what you're so talking about. So years ago, Nick and I were together, and I think we were like hanging out with. I think we were up at Ram. I thought we, we were up at school. We were either your place, yeah. your parents' place, or at your school. Yeah. And somebody threw. I feel like it was your sister who threw on the video, and that's Maybe. why I think we were at your place. Oh, you might be right. But she put on a video of what's her name, Stephanie Jeremiah. Before she was Lady Gaga, like when she was at NYU mm-hmm. and performing at one of their showcases, and man, can this girl fucking play the keys? My goodness, it's a, like, it's amazing. We get these are the these, the these are the talented people. Yeah, yep. these are the talented people. Yep. Okay, mm. I'm going away from music. We're going to key codes. Oh, so electronic locks with a with a pin code, right? Yeah. Okay, it's a stretch, but you know what? I'm lim- I feel limber today. So a loosey goosey. Feeling limber. A so we're gonna do it. So pin pad style locks that typically require some sort of key code punching, whether it's four numbers or you know whatever you decide it's gonna be. Yeah. So like even if you haven't seen one of these, everyone or mostly everyone has a pin code for your debit card. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Very very relatable. Duh, duh. Right. Using only four numbers to create a code. There are 10,000 possible combinations of That's codes. not good. Well, it why why? What do you mean? I, I like from a security perspective. There's only 10,000 combinations like sure. Sure, but also I, like how long would you have to sit there to to figure out which one it would be? Like, no, you, oh, I'm not denying. I'm not denying oh, okay. that fact. Oh, like okay. it would yeah, if I was an individual person. It doesn't know. sound like that many. You're absolutely right. Right. So then right. I then I, I got curious. So I was like, what if you use all ten numbers, yeah. including zero? You know, oh, okay. One through nine and zero. If you include all ten numbers, yeah. it would go from ten thousand combinations to a staggering ten billion combinations. Oh, just with the addition of the one zero. No, no, no. Uh with the extra oh, sorry. F- six numbers. Oh shit. Yeah. We go from ten thousand to ten billion. That I like. So if you, if I mean, I don't know why you would, but if you could remember a ten-digit code, the chances of someone guessing that are like actually impossible. I like that one though. Yeah, I think you. I think you could remember. You probably could if you made it like you know something like a sequence of numbers. Well, just think about your. Just think about like your your birthday in general. Right. Two months. Two days. Four, that's eight, Nick. Uh, that'd four, be the first, then that'd be the first thing I guess for you. Oh, I wouldn't do that. That's minor, <laughs> minor. I've gotten to that point in life now where I'm just like, pick something stupid and random. Look around <laughs> you. That's your new password. Done. That's fair. It's it's great. It that's works. That's fair. That's actually that's actually a great way to it's, make a new password. It's beautiful. I, I love that. <laughs> so that I mean that number is insane. We've talked a little about a lot of numbers the last two episodes, and it's too much for me. <laughs> So these digital door locks, following the modern trend, you know, they've become smart. They've become advanced. Oh, yes. Yeah. So they don't just unlock the door now. Now they offer voice control. Starting to get a little antsy. They offer voice control, right? Um, They also offer like an alarm that you can sound or that it will sound for you if somebody tries to break in. It's like a, a visible, you know, like an audible alarm for, let's say, someone who's trying to break in yeah. to hear it, oh. to be deterred from trying to break into your place. Um, they even have remote access via Wi-Fi now, so you can unlock it from, like, your phone. Mm. Which, like, at this point, you don't even really need, like, the pin pad is just a backup. Because you can, if you can't unlock it from your phone, or I can't unlock it with my voice, then I got to punch in my pin code. Yeah, I mean, at this point, realistically, right? And then you, I didn't. Well, think about everybody's like even you know think about like your phone even at this right. I don't use the pin code unless I'm like prompted to. Right, I've got the um, the I got the facial on my iPhone. Facial recognition, yeah, but I have the thumbprint on my Android. I've got the thumbprint on my Android, and then interestingly, at the airport, I am a clear member, so like for like clear security. Mm-hmm. So I have the retinal scan. You do? That's, I do. That's bougie. It, it, you know how much it is? That is so. Bougie. You want to know how much it is, my my, my friend? It is nothing. Zero. Nothing. Because you travel a lot. 
No, just because the fact is that it's offered to anybody that flies United. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, my God. When we just went out to Vegas, and, and then I'll, I'll stop yammering on because I don't want to give up the secret. When we went <laughs> to Vegas, you know, uh, back in uh, uh, December, we got to the security line. I turned around to my, my parents, my sister, and I was like, See ya. I, I'll see you guys on the other side of the on the other side of the uh, security it. gates. Yep. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. That's funny. I didn't know that they also have like swipe cards too. Oh. Much like a, which another thing we didn't do, key fob for your car. Oh. Or, or much, key much fob like a, for anything. Right. That's how I get so in, much, in and out of here. So much like a key fob, if you, if you're even in the vicinity, the proximity of the door with the card key on you, yeah. the door unlocks. Huh. Yeah. That one is a little hairy, but if you're there... You know, if the yeah. person, you know, if you have the card, there's so much smart everything at this point. Yeah. It's like, you know, I don't know. I mean, I understand. I appreciate it at the same time. I don't know. And it's not me being like a conspiratorial, like they're going to break in or they got my data. It's just like, I don't know if I, I don't know if I want that. If I'm away. Yeah. I'm away. I, I I'm with no. I'm with you. I'm against it because yeah. I I don't want the Alexa. You I know, don't like, have that either. I don't, no, I don't need the like. Hey Google, put on my lights. Like I don't need that. I don't need. I a guarantee smart you that you may have just said that, and my that. my phone probably it might, it activated. It might have. I use it in the car. That's the only place I do use it. Okay, that makes sense. That's safe. Yes. I I mean hey. I had an entire conversation actually yesterday, via text, but all with voice. See, and, and that's one of the wonderful things about technology. I love it. But also then you got to think about what, what are they doing with your voice after it's processed through your phone? Listen, the, the amount of things that my voice is on, <laughs> um, my good sir, is is irrelevant at this point in protecting that's, my, my... That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I've done a, I've done a thing or two for, for money. So. You know what though? Like the smart things, like I don't want to harp on it, but yeah. they really do freak me out. I have I told you the story about how I plugged my um, blah, 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 unplugged my parents Alexa yeah and then the only reason they found out was because it continued to make noise oh I I mean and they had to go over to it and they were like wait why is there a red ring on this because I oh I believe it. it I believe it it's very strange. it reminds me of the Furbies listen my television we all but well, we already know it's not even they're all recording all the time all the time. And that's kind of the thing. So it's one of those where it's like, until, and again, God only knows, but like until it ever is, any of that content is ever used nefariously, until it's ever used nefariously, it is going to exist. So as might as well maybe try and at least use it you know for what a I, benefit. You know what I can't get out of my mind? And you're going to remember as soon as I bring it up. Have you have you seen Terminator? Oh yeah, yeah. Do you remember we were up at the house? Oh my god! And like at two or three in the morning, <laughs> that always sticks out to me. Oh my when we talk god! About this it stuff. was an infomercial for like when they were putting for out T three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, so like we were, oh we were, we had a couple drinks and we were all on the couch and it was really really late and we're up in you know like nowhere in the woods and uh, all like five of us are sitting on the couch and chilling out. Not many channels up there, so we were, you know, we took what we can get. And all of a sudden, we're sitting there, and it's an infomercial. And we're watching, and we're watching, and all of a sudden, the the broadcast gets interrupted. And it's a Skynet advertisement in the oh, middle of this infomercial. God. And there are the five or six of the guys, like, like what is this? looking at each other like, is this real right now? And then eventually it got to the point where it became so like, okay, no one knows if this is real or not. Like someone was like, okay, change the channel. Change if it. it's on every channel, then we know it's real. Like if it's not, then we're okay. <laughs> oh God, what about the jackasses? It's a great time. Ugh. So I went down another route as well. The Florida Keys. Oh, that's a good one. Have you ever been? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, I went uh, once as well. Mistake, uh, or not mistakenly. Um, I was there. Uh, I got off the island. I got off the boat. I went around the island for about 45 minutes by myself. Because um, I, I had like a night the night before. And I was like, I guess I should get off. And what, Were you on a cruise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Now, so the Florida Keys. It's a Coral Cay archipelago 
off the southern coast of Florida, uh, forming the southernmost part of the continental U.S. Yes, sir. Yep. Closest point to Cuba. The closest southern point. And then it like, so if anything, it begins 15 miles south of Miami, goes like southwest, stops, and then goes west, like directly west. Oh, okay. So that you makes are sense. correct, Key West. Though. Yes. So the uh, goes west before the furthest most island, which is the uninhabited uh, Dry Torgus. Torgus is what it's called, that last island. So it was originally inhabited by the Calusa and the Tequesta tribes and then was first charted by Ponce de Leon. Of course. In 1513. And he originally called them Los Matiés, which is, or that's, I don't know, that was French. I know, I know he was Spanish, which is Spanish for the martyrs, because he said that the islands from a distance looked like suffering men. Oh. I have no idea. What a uh, uh, comparison. Right? Yeah. It's not, and not a good one. No. No. So for the longest time, it was only accessible by water until the completion of uh, Henry Flagler's Flagler's Overseas Railway. And it was built over the course of seven years, between 1905 and 1912. Wow. And in certain regards, it is or was referred to as the eighth wonder of the world. Like people thought it was amazing that this railway was built again over the water essentially, you know, to connect all of these. Uh, It was interrupted like three different times, though, by three different hurricanes in 1906, 1909, and 1910 until it was finally finished in 1912. Um, And it cost just over $50 million to build, which at the time, you know, was an astronomical amount of money. Yep. And it was uh, in operation from 1912 till 1935. So much of the railway, if anything, I got really into this and I don't know why I was fascinated by it. Uh, much of the railway was then destroyed by a, or by the Category 5 Labor Day hurricane in 1935, which is often referred to as the storm of the century. Oh. Have you ever heard of this? That Yeah. I've heard, well, I've heard that moniker used, but I didn't know it was pertinent to this storm. So just as a, a, a quick list of, reasons why so just to to give you reference so the hurricane was the strongest on record in terms of pressure tied with hurricane dorian from 2019 for the strongest storm to hit by maximum sustained wind speed at 185 miles per hour whoa it is the third most intense hurricane to make landfall in the atlantic basin it is only one of four Category 5 hurricanes to make landfall, and it packed a storm surge of 18 to 20 feet. It, it was an immense, immensely powerful, powerful hurricane. So as a result, it damaged or destroyed huge sections of this railway. And at one point, 40 miles of railway was just washed away. As a result, then, they had to, like, the the railway was bankrupt, and they had to sell it to the state, and that's now they used a lot of that infrastructure to build the overseas highway that you can now drive. Oh, yeah. All the way across. Which I have driven on. Oh, have you really? I took a trip to the Keys once, but unfortunately, I was only, like, 19 years old. Yeah. So I didn't get to do anything fun. Uh, okay. You know, there's, like, a nude bar there. Oh, there's a whole bunch of, like, there's crazy There's so much shit to do there. there, but it's very cool. Um. There's a key that I remember driving through multiple times called No Name Key. Okay. And it's a key without running power or or uh, water. Oh. But there are still houses there. Huh. It's, it's very interesting. It's very different from here. Oh, like, entirely. And not even just because of the, the region. Because, oh, not Yeah, not because it's Florida. Just and for- not because it's Florida. <laughs> You know, everyone talks about New Jersey being an armpit, but Florida kind of looks like an armpit too. My doctor just recently like made every like made jokes to me about being from New Jersey. Come on, man. He was like, you know, everybody says they make jokes about New Jersey. You got to be ready. I was like, yes, doctor, I understand. We're the armpit of America, but hey, we don't pump our own gas. And then I walked out. And we out. don't smell. And we don't smell bad. Well, we smell good. 
we smell all right. We smell all right. So I've, do you have anything else? I don't, but you go ahead because there's one more thing I wanted to say. Okay. So this is the reason why I ask is because it's, it's a little timely, but I'll try to make it. Okay. I'll try all to right, make then, it appropriate. Then, then let me go first. Okay. Because mine's very, very short. Oh, okay. I want to just bring it back to what you were talking about with this hurricane. You know, oh. and the 100, 180 mile an hour sustained winds. 185. 185. Everyone takes it for granted that we're on a fucking spinning blue marble that is constantly going at 800 plus miles per hour. So like, watch out because Mother Nature's coming She's whether you want it or not. coming to get you. I, I, it's, End fu- scene. it's funny you do say that because of, I did, I had to take myself like away because I, those things like forces of nature. I love forces of nature. I love hurricanes. They're, I mean, I they're one of the coolest. Fucking love. But you pick a hurricanes. hurricane over tornado. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. The reason why, and and I'll and I'll we'll make this quick. The reason why is because hurricanes. If you run really hard at something, you can knock it down. Okay. That's your tornado. But if you just keep lightly punching, lightly punching, body lightly punching, body blows yeah. to something. That's a hurricane. Not only is it going to knock it down, but it's going to completely destroy it. Yeah. I, and there's something about a hurricane where it's like, this motherfucker will hunker down over. Yeah. And chill. Five, you know, You're 200 right. miles right. worth of land and just be like, I'm going to dump rain. You know what it and is? Fucking water and wind on you for 12 hours. Good fucking luck. You know what it is? Excuse my language. Tur- hurricanes are patient. Hurricanes are patient. Tornadoes, start tornadoes with- are not. They're not. That's why it starts and it's over. You know, they get right. a little excited. Hurricanes want to hang. They start all the way out and then off the I coast know. of uh, Africa. I know. And, 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 and imagine, imagine like how many times have we heard like category five in the water? And then it comes to land and it's not that bad. Multiple, like, many times. Right. So I we, becomes, we've been lucky. I've become so familiar with the NOAA oh, yeah. <laughs> website. Dude, you have no idea. Nick always says he was like, you're so into this. Why do you love hurricanes? Love I'm like, I don't know. I think it's also because of where I live and I want to see the sea get angry. It, and it does. And it, <laughs> okay. Yes, it does. One thing and then we're stopping on, on natural disasters. Because if I'm picking one, it's going to be a volcano or an earthquake. Ooh, no those, earthquake. Those are my two. I will pass hard on that. Those are my two. Well, I mean, like my two favorite ones to think about. Like I don't. Want, oh, okay, I don't okay. want to. I don't want to be in the middle of an. Oh, earthquake I was going to say. All right. Or volcanic eruption. <laughs> Although, fun fact: if you do ever find yourself in a bit of lava, hmm. you won't feel any pain because it'll burn your nerve endings right off. Silver line, dear Pompeii, a love letter from Beer's End. <laughs> Just saying. So. The Florida Keys. I'm going to keep with it. Yeah. It's also the home of the former, but what is sometimes still referred to as the Conch Republic. Yes. Are you familiar with Yes. The, are you really? Yeah. So what do you know about the I, Conch well, Republic? Oh, it, this was years ago. Yeah. I mean, and just, I went on vacation to the Florida Keys with uh, my girlfriend and her parents. So like only in passing, but I know it was like, at least when they were talking about it, a big like to do. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know much about it. So I'm actually now I'm intrigued because all for a while I was like, what is that? What are we talking about? You know, I kind of sat there and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh totally. Oh. I remember that the great peoples of the Contra public. I'm really course. interested. <laughs> so in 1982, the U S border patrol had set up roadblocks on us one to check for, uh, illegal like narcotics or illegal like immigrants or travelers, you know, um, that were moving through the area. So where they had set it up was essentially the only two roads that were, you know, uh, where one had access then to get to the keys. Okay. So as a result, this had a big impact on tourism in the area. So, the mayor and the city council of Key West were questioning the federal government. They were like trying to figure out like, what are you doing? 
why is this going on? Like, how long is this going to last? It's, it's really impacting our livelihoods. They got no answer. They kept asking. They got no answer. So Key West mayor, his name was uh, Dennis Wardlow, feeling that the blockades were functioning as if they were like separating a foreign country, decided as a form of protest that the city council would approve sovereign independence on April 23rd, 1982. So they did. They voted to essentially secede from the United States. Wardlow was named prime minister, and he immediately declared war on the United States. Yep. He had done so, and I don't know this portion necessarily. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, man, I wish this I is knew great. this back then. And again, folks, this is the 1980s. He symbolically broke a loaf of stale Cuban bread over the head of a man dressed in a Navy uniform, quickly surrendered only one minute after secession to the same man, and then applied for $1 billion in foreign aid. <laughs> it and again the law the it i read about it man i'm going the f-. it was done mostly naturally as a publicity stunt sure however it worked sure and they removed, he followed the law yes yeah that's exactly <laughs> what he did wait Oh man. Okay. It, it it goes on just a oh, little bit. More. Oh my god. Keep it coming. On September 20th of 1995. I'm quite literally crying because it's, it's so funny. Because it's so fucking funny. This is so funny. This is the one that like I can't wrap my brain around entirely, but still. On September 20th of 1995, a battalion of the US Army Reserves were going to be doing exercises off the coast of Florida. And they were going to simulate landing on an island and then conducting affairs on the island as if those folks that were living there were the inhabitants. So basically, foreigners. Sure. No one from the reserve had notified anybody from the conch, like the conch officials. No. So Wardlow, who this is now, again, uh, 13 years later, he was still mayor. of 95, right? 95. He mobilized the whole island for a full-scale war. He sent out a schooner, which was named uh, the Western Union, out to attack an incoming Coast Guard cutter with water balloons. He sent a schooner. He sent a fucking schooner to hit them with water balloons, conch fritters, and stale Cuban bread. Why has nobody made a movie about this? I have no idea. because This there, is amazing. I'm rapping with this, but there are two or three other incidents involving the Conch Republic. So they throw water balloons, conch fritters, and stale bread. The Coast Guard fires their water, their, their like water hoses, like their fire water hoses at them, and they end, quote-unquote, the battle. Yeah. The mayor, again, Wardlow, made a complaint to the Department of Defense and basically did say he was like, no one was notified. He's absolutely in, right. 100%. The DOD apologized and then submitted to a surrender ceremony on September 22nd. So two days later, after this all happened, the Department of Defense formally surrendered to the Conch Republic. The United is, States. Out of all the things we've ever talked about, this this is quite literally my favorite thing. I got a weird question for you. Okay. We had an episode with some of our buddies. I'm sure. It was all well and good. We've never really then had an official guest. Do you think Dennis Wardlow, the former mayor oh. of... If we Key could West get, Florida. If I could get Dennis Warlow in here, book it. Book Mayor, it. Mayor Prime Minister Wardlow. <laughs> yes, yeah, so please address him by his official title. Oh, sovereign ruler of the great Contra Republic. 
If, we hereby. If you enjoy a beer and would love to just do chit, some end chit chat about your phenomenal republic filled with wonderful people and questionable tattoos, we would <laughs> love for you to join us on Beers And. And the entire episode, I'll say it, it'll be Beers And. The Contra Public. It has to be. And we would love to feature you on our show. That sounds like a destination I, episode to I'm, me. I'm not joking. I'm I not want joking. to contact if the man is still, we hope, alive. I'm quite literally not joking that I'd be okay with this. Should we end here? Because I'm actually like, I'm a little... Yeah, I want to end here. Up. I want to end here, I'm but I want, I want to end on this note. <laughs> I want to end on this note. If this story teaches you anything, go learn the law. Go learn the law. Because you can get away with a lot. Mm-hmm. He and did I, it all right. And on that note, stay classy. I fought the law and the law, law one. one. I fought the law and the law, law one. one. Goodbye. Beers End is hosted by Alex Chula and me, Nick Messina. Video producer is Mike Delavan. Original music is by Alex Chula. Sound effects have been provided by Zapsplat. And audio editing and producing is from me, Nick Messina. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to Beers End wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Beers and Podcast and on Twitter at Beers and One. That's on Twitter at Beers and the number one or shoot us an email at beersandpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, Alex and I always want you to enjoy your beer safely and responsibly. Neither Alex nor myself have any affiliations with any of the breweries we sampled in this episode, be them legal affiliations or otherwise. If you have any questions or concerns, please email us at beersandpodcast at gmail.com. That's beers, the word and, podcast at gmail.com.